I'm Jonas Cohen, and you're listening to the Deep Health Evolution Podcast, your weekly guide through the maze of confusing and conflicting advice around nutrition, movement and fitness, sleep, stress management, and more. So, in last week's episode, Greg and I started our conversation on the second tenet of health and longevity, and that's sleep. And um, we talked about two things last time. One was why sleep is so important, and two, why so many of us are so sleep-deprived. Now, if you haven't listened, I hope you go back and check it out, because one of the things that he talks about, and I'm quoting here, is that the decisions that you're making around your sleep are the decisions that are going to create a future version of you. And that's either going to be a healthy version or a not-so-healthy version. What we're talking about, what Greg is talking about, is how we can set ourselves up for success by creating good sleep habits now, where we're getting good quality sleep and proper sleep and enough sleep. Um, So this week, we continue the conversation, and Greg focuses primarily on his favorite sleep hacks. Now, one of the things that he mentioned at the very end of last week's episode was starting off on the right foot, and he quotes uh, author Sean Stevenson, who is the author of a book called Sleep Smarter, which I will put in the show notes, and Sean Stevenson says, a good night's sleep starts the moment you wake up. So basically, we have an opportunity from the first, from the moment we wake up, to set ourselves up for a good night's sleep, right then and there, right in the first moment of waking up. And what Greg suggested at the end of last week's episode, and I thought it was really fascinating, and uh, I, I tried it and it was a big success, to be honest with you, is getting up in the morning, going outside for some sunlight, direct sunlight on our skin, and doing anywhere from five to 20 minutes of some high intensity interval training to get the blood and part pumping, get a little sweat going, get the body moving, just a, something to get your body's inner clock, that is to say your circadian rhythms, and get yourself started off on the right foot, literally. So um, that's where we ended last time, and uh, here we go with part two of our conversation about sleep. Hope you enjoy it. After a good night's sleep, you usually wake up easily and naturally. All right, so what are some of the other ways that we can, you know, start to make ourselves less sleep deprived? Let's see. Um, I mean, we were talking about, you know, obviously, you know, take technology. Yeah. yeah. So, so turn your, you know, turn anything that's emitting blue light off a couple hours, two to three hours before bedtime. So get off that. You know, actually, there's um, if you hear of dopamine, dopamine, another hormone, basically released or a chemical released in the body, sort of lights your mind up, your brain up a little bit, mm-hmm. gives you a little charge. Uh, we get like a little dopamine drip when we're online searching for things and finding things. So when you're on like Facebook or something, checking to see how many likes you got, if yeah. anyone commented on something you posted, Ooh, you're getting like that little, that's why we get hooked. Cause we're, we're hooked to that little charge that we get, that little dopamine drip. They like me, they really yeah. like me. And that'll mess with your sleep. That's one. So getting that off, if you can't get off your device, like you have something that's really important to do. First I say, if it's work related and it's not time sensitive that you have to have it done before going to bed, go to bed earlier, get up in the morning and get it done when your brain's actually fresh. Mm-hmm. So instead of thinking like, oh, I gotta get this done before I go to bed, then I'll go to bed. Go to bed, get to sleep, wake up a little earlier. So maybe go to bed a little earlier, get up a little earlier. You know, you'll be much more creative, much more productive first thing in the morning after a good night's sleep than you will be after a oh, full sure. day of work and stress and, yeah. you know, feeling fatigued. Like you, you'll get the work done, but you'll get better work done in the morning. Mm. So find a way just to like turn it off, get to bed. Um, you're making better decisions. Yeah. You know, if you're rested and have good sleep. And I love that because, you, again, you mentioned this to me, uh, I think, in the very first episode about the rush of dopamine that we get for, you know, looking for likes and yeah. things. And it's a stimulant on yeah. the nervous system. Our nervous system is constantly being bombarded and charged. And like, yeah. of course, we can't get to sleep. So you've got to start removing those things that yeah. may make you, you know, momentarily feel good. Right. And drug. Just, exactly. Yeah, you got to let those drugs go. Yeah. It's, it's a hard addiction 
yeah to break um, is, I mean if you absolutely for whatever reason have to be or just can't break the habit mm -hmm. so you could download um, our favorite apps are Iris and uh, the other one is <laughs> f.lux. So what would I do? I would go to like the iTunes store or something like that, or I'd go to the, the app store rather and uh, look up Iris and... Um, I would just her. Google it. That's a huge one to help you get to sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, we spoke about exercise. So I would, I've been implementing this now every morning I get up and I just set my timer for five minutes and I do some push-ups, some squats, some Well, why not a lunges. whole routine in the morning? Like, well, a, like an hour long workout. You could do that. That's fine. But I, I need to be in a gym for sure. my training right now. And I'm not going maybe to. Maybe not everyone has a schedule. Yeah. Like that. And this is an interesting fact. Like some people are like, oh, I get up, you know, at four o'clock so I can get to my five o'clock class or my six o'clock class, I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'd be better to sleep because a lot of us are stressed, like we're not getting enough sleep and then we're forcing ourselves to get up, which is cutting into our sleep even more. And then we're stressing our bodies even more with a workout where, you know, our body can only deal with so much stress where a good stress all of a sudden becomes a bad stress. Like this exercise you're doing, maybe pushing you over the edge and messing with cortisol mm. um, fluctuations throughout the day. So sometimes like if you're, if you're forcing yourself to get up out of bed, if you're going to bed at 12 o'clock mm -hmm. and you're getting up at the, you know, way before the sun rises to go work out because you think that's going to be a healthy thing, eventually, you know, you really have to pay attention. If you're exhausted and you're waking up and then you're going to work out, you would be better off mm -hmm. from a body composition, cardiovascular health perspective, like all of your health markers would do much better if you just slept instead of getting that stupid workout. And it's only a stupid workout at that point because that's not what you need at that point. So you just need five minutes then? Five, in five the morning, yeah, five, morning. 10 minutes. Like you just need to rev the system and get the cortisol production to go up. And when should you, is there a cutoff time before I go to bed as to when I shouldn't work? Like is, is like, if I go to bed at midnight, is 9 p.m. too late? to work out? Like how many hours before? Well, first of all, I would try to get before 12 o'clock. <laughs> the hours, there's another interesting thing. I wasn't even going to get into this, but the hours after 12 o'clock are, this is what I've heard a few times now. The hours, and it's very possible that this is something we should pay attention to. The hours of sleep after 12 mm. are not as beneficial as the hours before 12 o'clock. So those hours before midnight generally have more of a restorative effect than the hours after midnight. So if you're falling asleep after 12, you may not be getting as much benefit from your sleep. Now, that's something that we all, you know, we're all individual beings that, you know, react to all different things differently. So just and think, something to think of, don't, you know, don't force, try to get to bed earlier probably. Um, but with exercise, I would say like a couple hours to a few hours before bed, you just don't want your body temperature to be too high. Right. And you don't want to be stimulated from that workout still, which can be the problem. Um, well, that would, um, speaking of, of body temperature, I think that's something that is to talk is another way it seems like to help fix our sleep is the temperature of the room. Yeah. That so let's, sleeping in. let's talk about that. I mean, your room should be like a bat cave. Like you walk in there when you, <laughs> I'm hanging you, upside down. Yeah. And, <laughs> and from everyone, every expert that I've talked to, like your room is for two things. Sleep and sex. Okay. All right. Those are the two in, things that happen in your room. In no particular order. No. <laughs> Anything else is going to mess with your sleep. Even reading in your bed sometimes can. And I do that. Don't get me wrong. But because well, reading is certainly better than right. you know watching reading a real television. Book yeah. And reading a real book better. That's a big step in the right direction. Some breathing exercise is probably even better. But let's let's not get yeah, too sorry, far off. Uh, so uh, the temperature. Creating an environment. Temperature somewhere between, I would say in the 60s, let's just it. say, Delicious. somewhere in the 60s, so it's cool. Um, get some shades that block out all, you know, like blackout, blackout shades. We have shades, it's one of my favorite things that I got. It's actual fabric that Velcros to the frame of the window, so oh. there is zero light coming through. There's Ooh. nothing coming through. So when I put my hand in front of my face, you can't, can't see, it. see it. That's amazing. Yes. Um, well, then light from your, um, alarm clock. You gotta, yeah. you gotta get an alarm clock where you can shut the light off or do what I do is I put mine under my bed almost. So, and I already mentioned, I have like that sunrise simulation. Mm. So the light still comes out once the, the alarm clock quote unquote goes off, but I can't, that little bit of light it's is not. not affecting me. And there was a study done where they 
they took an individual uh, in a sleep lab and they put a little, the size of a quarter, like a little, um, a little bit of light from a fiber optic, optic light on the back of this person's knee. So just a little light, not in his eyes, huh. right on the back of the knee. And that was enough to affect body temperature, core body temperature, respond to like your body temperature goes up when it thinks it should be awake. Oh my God. It messed wow. with the, the depth of sleep, the quality of sleep, Let just a little it. bit of light. So all lights, like we have smoke detectors. There's uh-huh. a little light, put a little bit of tape over carbon that. Oxide detectors. Put some, too. yeah, put, you know, if you have little lights like that, let's say you're in a hotel or something, mm-hmm. if you bring some little like electric tape or something, and it's black tape and you just, you know, put it over all the lights. When you go into a hotel, unplug everything. Mm. So there's zero lights and you well, can even get tape them? or something yeah, to like, yeah. So I'm covering all the little, any LED lights that are popping yeah. up anywhere. And with curtains, I still haven't perfected this one, but you could probably take tape or clamps or something and just clamp the curtains so that you're getting more of a total blackout. Mm-hmm. What I do up to the doors at a hotel is I put, like I take towels and stuff and put it in the crack under the door. There too. To wow. block that light out so I can be as dark, cool. Um, obviously, you don't want noise. So yes. for me, um, white noise is very helpful. I was going to ask you because I, I use one of those. I've got one of those white noise machines. Mm-hmm. I, I also have a, a, those Echo Dots, those Amazon Echo yeah, Dot yeah, yeah. Alexa. And I'll ask Alexa to put on like ambient noise, yeah. ocean sounds, and uh, with a sleep timer. And then after 30 minutes while I'm sleeping, you know, I'm, I, I hear the waves. And then eventually I go to sleep and she shuts it off. So yeah. those are okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great because it'll be less disruptive. And if it's just a steady sound, it's not going to, you know, mess with your sleep. If you have, like in New York, we have traffic. There's cars going by, there's ambulances, there's, you know, all sorts of sirens. So having some sort of white noise, and even when I'm in the country, now the country, you know, if I go somewhere... And it's super quiet. That's like deafening to me. So I like to have bring some sort of white noise machine with me. And you, there, there are apps you can download on your phone for that as well. It's interesting too about because we were in, with television too. I mean, it's not just the light, but the sound. You know, you're sleeping, and the sound is suddenly very loud or suddenly very soft. I find myself dreaming about whatever uh, is on. Falling asleep in front of the television. So bad. I know it. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> on Fatima's blog on the Deep Health Evolution website she talks about uh, breath work and what and that's a great way to sort of calm the um, the so-called monkey mind and yeah. the monkey mind just really quick I think that term comes from it's sort of like a reference to like monkeys jumping from tree to tree our minds are jumping right. from thought to thought we can't calm them down and I know this was a question that people have had is how do I calm my mind um, in order to get to sleep and stay yeah. asleep. So you're talking about breath. Yeah, my favorite one for when I get into bed is um, just a four count in breath, mm-hmm. hold for seven, and then exhale for eight. Hmm. And when you do that, just you know, pay attention to the feelings in your body. Pay attention to like on the exhale, letting go of tension, just sort of sinking into the, like imagine your body just sort of melting into the mattress yeah, and no. letting go of tension and stress. Um, it's a little like counting sheep yeah. in a way. And that breathing has a calming effect on your nervous system. So it switches you to more of a parasympathetic dominant state that allows you to sleep. That's the state that you sleep well in. Um, another exercise that works really well is going through your day backwards, Oh, which may also help with memory. I haven't done this one in a while, but this one's really interesting. So, and try to do it as if you're rewinding a video. So actually try to see it in reverse. Mm -hmm. So do your best to go through from the moment you got into bed all the way back to that moment where you got up. Generally you'll fall asleep before you get there. (laughs) No doubt. But... It's just a good mental exercise. I think it's great for memory and it's also a great way to help your body just calm down and fall asleep a little faster. Would that um, work us up though? Like if I had a particularly stressful day or maybe I would just say, okay, this was a stressful day. I won't do that exercise. I'll do breath work instead. Yeah. Um, But it also may be able to help you process that. Gotcha. So where you're not, I mean, if you're going to it as that stressful that you're going to get revved up and it's going to bring it back to life, then yeah, it wouldn't yeah, you let it go. But, but it maybe if you do it backwards, it'll unwind it for you. But it's, yeah, but it's interesting. Yeah, you're right. It's an interesting way to sort of to go back through the day 
and let it go yeah. if it was really stressful and work it out so that you can calm that monkey yeah. mind and let it go. So that's another practice I would definitely suggest. Um, what about um, doing um, cars, doing the um, controlled, arti I said, I never get this right, you controlled articulate Articular. Articular rotational. Articular rotations. Oh. So it's controlled, meaning that you're going through the motion with very, you know, very mindfully with a very strong effort. Mm -hmm. Articular meaning joints. Got it. And rotations just going through the full circle that that joint naturally it's allows. It's so funny. I'm just now realizing as I'm thinking about all of the mobility videos that I've seen, I think it's pretty much, they're almost like the wrist, everything yeah. is moving in that rotational kind of a... That's what our joints allow. Yeah. Those cars routines, and that's not an exercise routine per se that's going to rev us up. Doing a cars routine will actually help to wind us down so that we can go to sleep. Yes? Yeah. Yeah, it's for joint health and also for, like if you do it at night, just do a lighter version of it. You don't have to like crank out major effort. Right. And um, doing some soft tissue work, like getting on a little yoga tune-up ball or a, a foam roller and just settling on a, on a point that's, mm. you know, and breathing into that and letting the muscle relax will have sort of a, a parasympathetic nervous system uptake like getting uptake. a mas rather than getting a massage I mean, get a massage would be great if you have sure yeah. but, but if you um, can't then doing, you know giving your body a little love before going to bed is huge for just down regulating sympathetic nervous system dominance and um, and also great for just overall health <laughs> what about alcohol and caffeine i mean some people like to have and they say right a glass of red wine is can be very healthy um it, at what point should you stop drinking the caffeine throughout the day? What yeah. point should you not have alcohol? I, it might be very individual for each Absolutely. person, but do you have anything that you want to add? Um, with caffeine, I mean, you just got to figure that one out. Like if you have caffeine after 12 o'clock, hmm. not 12 p.m., but 12, you know, well, 12 p.m., not 12 right. <laughs> noon, right? noon. Does it affect, or 10, like Fatima, my wife, she, if she has coffee after like 11 o'clock, it's going to affect her sleep because she metabolizes it differently than I do, or I can get away with a cup at two o'clock, but you got to find your cutoff point, like where, and you can just do an experiment and figure that out. If you, for me, I just want my cup of coffee in the morning and I'm generally good. It's tricky because some people, a lot of us, like we were saying, a lot of people like to have that afternoon cup, like after lunch, there's that yeah. typical sort of lull in our energy. We like to have a two o'clock cup of coffee to perk us back up, but that could be yeah. getting in the way of our sleep at the end of the day. Yeah. So if you're drinking coffee later and you're having trouble falling asleep, take the coffee out and see what happens. Um, yeah. I mean, that's that, that one you got to figure out, but there is a cutoff point for all of us and we're all different with that. Like okay. you can actually get genetic testing and find out if you're a fast metabolizer or a slow metabolizer of caffeine. Hmm. <laughs> um, but you don't need to get genetic testing. Just try drinking it and see what happens. Like you will feel whether it's messing with your sleep or not. Then with alcohol, you don't want to go to sleep with alcohol in your blood because it will hmm. disrupt REM sleep, which has a ton to do with your memory basically so like if you drink a lot and go to bed a lot of times we wake up and we're like a lot of that has to do with your ability to down regulate it's interesting your brain will store information temporarily in your hippocampus that's okay. a part of your brain that processes or takes in all the information of that day and then when you go to sleep and I'm pretty sure it's during REM sleep, that's where it sort of like transfers all that information over to like longer term memory. Isn't that interesting? Again, this is the same thing that we were talking about is how the body is building while you're sleeping. So here's yeah. another example. That's really that. fascinating because guess what? If he doesn't download that because you're messing with your REM sleep, Jeez. you're going to have less room because it, it only has a certain amount of storage apparently. <laughs> I got to read more about this and I, I don't take my word for it, but th this is the general gist of it. Your lack of sleep can mess not just with your processing memories from that day, mm -hmm. downloading that into long-term memory, but it can also mess with your ability to take in new information the next day. I, I, I know this all too well because I have found, my girlfriend has said to me, she goes, I'm your memory because you, and, and it's, I know, I 
it has to do with my yeah. my, my poor sleep oh, habits. I'm having trouble remembering things from the previous day. I find myself repeating myself because I'm not even aware of it. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. You know, I, and I think I don't know if we mentioned this, but you know, a lack of sleep long term. I mean, talk about talk about memory can lead to early dementia, dementia and Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's. Yeah, man, it's it's. That should be enough to scare you all into getting some sleep. <laughs> so right? shut this off and get some sleep. Yeah, no, no, wait, I got mean, more to say. dementia and Alzheimer's—that's serious, serious shit. Yeah, and um, you know, all the areas that we talk about play into that. Like your nutrition can help protect you from early onset dementia, Alzheimer's. Right. Movement can help. Sleep, huge. You know, stress management, huge. They all play into that. So there's no one area, but right. sleep may be the biggest one oh, because gosh. if you're not getting to sleep, then you're, it directly and dramatically affects your brain. And it seems like there's been, I don't want to get off too off topic, but I'll just yeah. say this. It does seem like there has been an uptick in the incidence of Alzheimer's. Just oh, it's, it's huge right now. I don't know the, the specific numbers, but that and diabetes, and by the way, they're both directly linked to sleep deprivation. Wow. are right now not just super like sad that people like these are serious diseases that you know can wreck a life and they they're also a huge financial drain on our country right now so it's in a huge emotional drain and a huge financial drain and that's one of the reasons that I actually this is one of the, the the main reasons that I've started my business and this podcast is I want to do my best to at least direct people to the experts beyond my expertise to help them figure out how to deal with this because I don't want anyone to have to deal with that. And we are the authorities on our health. There is no one else out there that can tell us more than ourselves like what to do, but we're here to at least help give you direction right and there are other experts out there to give you direction and getting your sleep right take it freaking seriously yeah. take it like the most important job in your life don't shrug it off like oh it's just sleep no this is something that you know your future self is going to be thrilled with you if you take it seriously now your future self will be a freaking mess yeah and this is your life you know as you far as i know one. you only get one in this body so I mean, assuming you might believe in, but that's a whole other topic. Sorry, as a cat or something. Yes. So no, but it's I can't like this stuff is really important. It's so easy to say, oh yeah, of course it's important, and then just keep doing what we do. No, we have to make changes, and a change can be as simple as okay, starting this week, shut your damn devices off two hours before you go to bed. Just start there, or maybe it's get up and get some sunlight and get some activity first right. thing in the morning. Pick one thing from this podcast today. Pick one thing and start this week, implement it. Just start small and slowly build on it, but start now because, you know, if you don't start now, it may never happen. About building those good habits. I mean, you've got yeah. some other um, some other uh, ways to uh, help us sleep. What about um, uh, magnesium? You, I reached out to you earlier this week, sort of ironically, uh, you know, and I asked you about magnesium in the body and um, as it turns out and then Fatima wrote in her blog about how a lack of first of all a, for a, a whole bunch of reasons uh, most of us have a magnesium deficiency mm -hmm. you know, and that is impacting our sleep as well Ah, uh, yeah, it can. And so we need ways to get more magnesium in our bodies yeah there's a bunch of different supplements out there and we have some uh, linked in our latest newsletter. Okay. Um, Ancient Minerals is one of the companies that makes a really good topical um, magnesium. They also have salts for bath. Um, the magnesium helps your body. It just helps your body, your muscles relax, puts you into a calmer state. It also speeds up recovery from exercise. It does, uh, you know, a huge number of different things mm. that um, all super beneficial for your health. Uh, you brought it up the other day and it's something that I want to dive into deeper and understand more, but I, I know that it is one of those supplements that we probably, I don't know if I should say we all should be at least looking into whether yeah. we need it or not. Magnesium is huge. We've been using that. That's in um, Sleep Remedy also, which is our favorite supplement for those of you yes. that are having, you know, really having difficulty sleeping. We used it and we still use it on occasion. Sorry, what was it called again? Sleep Remedy. Sleep it's remedy. by this guy, Doc, Doc Parsley, mm -hmm. is the guy who was a Navy SEAL doctor who realized that he needed to help get Navy SEALs off of uh, like Ambien and other sleep 
um, sleeping pills. Nesta, I think, is another one. Yeah. So they were living on these, basically. But the problem with um, drugs that help you sleep mm. is they essentially knock you out. Mm. So it's not that they're giving you good sleep. They're just knocking you unconscious for a while, mm. which may be better than being awake all night long. But getting hooked on that is going to be very detrimental to your overall health and well-being. So he developed this sleep remedy that is great for people to help re-regulate their sleep patterns. So we used it for a while. It's got a little bit of melatonin in it, okay. which is all right. And I think this is one of the topics we want to talk about was melatonin yeah. as a supplement is great if it's, if it's not overused. And his supplement is such a small amount hmm. that it doesn't cause our receptors to downregulate. So if you take too much melatonin too frequently, hmm. eventually your body's receptors won't receive it. So it will be like, it'll be in your system, but it won't be beneficial because oh, the receptors won't take it in and then help you fall asleep. So it's like, it's all in there, but it's not being used. And this supplement, by the way, is amazing. Um, we are affiliates with his company, so we do make a little bit of money if you buy it <laughs> off our website. Great. To be totally honest, but it, it was a lifesaver for us huh. and for many people that uh, we've turned on to it. I'm looking forward to trying it because I, I looked at that website, Doc Parsley's, I think it's docparsley.com or mm -hmm. drparsley.com. I'll put it in the or show notes. sleepremedy.com. It's changed. So yeah, we have it on our, if you go to our website also, deephealthevolution.com, mm. we have a link on there you can go to. So in terms of medication, so yay or nay on sleep medications, you, like Ambien, Lunesta, and then these are different, really. Um, melatonin, um, valerian root, I think, is another one. I think yeah. GABA GABA, I've heard, can be used. Those can be, those can be helpful. Those can actually help, like valerian. Even Lunesta or? or no, I would stay away from the drugs. Okay, like, but yeah, the supplements, yes. Lunesta, they're just going to, again, they're just gonna knock you unconscious. Gotcha. <laughs> they're not right. going to, so your brain is not gonna be able to download that information from the hippocampus. So your memories are not gonna be processed very well your body's not going to go through its restorative uh, motion. So your, you know, muscles and brain and all that stuff that gets the benefit and rebuilds at night is you're not going to get the same benefit. They're scary. I took Lunesta one time and I remember getting up and going, <laughs> I, I, I got up and went to work early in the morning and uh, somebody, uh, one of my coworkers said to me, oh, I saw you on the subway this morning. And I said to him, you did? I don't even remember taking the subway here. Oh, I'm sure goodness. I must have because that there's I'm no here. other way I got to work. But that's the scary yeah. Like, yeah, to your point, that yeah. was scary. So we're messing with our heads when we do that in a scary way. Um, chamomile tea. That's a simple one. That's supposed to have, uh, it has a, a mild sedative effect, a natural and very healthy one. So that'll help um, valerian root, kava kava, um, GABA, GABA yes. may, I've heard different things on that. Like yeah. if you take it that- It's supposed to calm know, the mind, I think. Yeah, like if you have that, for a lot of you that have the issue of like waking up in the middle of the night mm. and your mind just boop, kicks in, you're like, why can't I stop my mind? What the hell is going on? Why can't I fall asleep? It may be a GABA issue, which may actually be a nutritional deficiency. Right. Um, you know, again, they're all, everything is everything. It's nutrition, movement. Right. But it may be more directly related to nutrition. So it's something that you want to, you might want to use to help get you there, but look at where the missing links are in the other areas that we're talking about in general, like your movement during the day, your exposure to light, you know, essentially what we're trying to do is get back to connecting with nature. Because mm -hmm. that's the big thing, right? We've become disconnected. We think as human animals, we're part of the animal kingdom, but we're the only animals that think that we can somehow survive outside of the natural rhythms of nature. Well, here's, okay, great segue into the importance of observing circadian rhythm. So tell me, um, again, and this is about, you know, finding ways to fix, these, these are all sleep hacks. So what are circadian rhythms and what can we do to sort of get back in line with our own natural circadian rhythms? Well, your circadian rhythm basically is your internal clock that um, signals your body to wake up in the morning and to be ready to go during the day. And then as the day progresses, you know, you slowly build up that sleep pressure. And then as the sun goes down, we start to calm down and eventually feel tired. And it's go amazing sleep. that the body yeah. is programmed to do that. Yeah. 
It's very specifically programmed to do that. And there's, there's a whole lot, you can do a whole podcast on that. Sure. But the key is like, pay attention. When the sun comes up, we should be getting up around that time. Mm. We should be getting out into the light. Mm. Now our ancestors, when the sun came up, we got up and we were active almost right away. So that speaks to that little bit of a workout in the morning. It speaks to getting sunlight in your eyes and on your skin. Mm. First thing in the morning, getting out there, getting fresh air. They didn't put their shoes on. They were grounding themselves. They went out, they got, you know, (laughs) directly connected. So find a way to somehow implement that in your life. And then, you know, our ancestors moved all day long, coming back to what we've talked about in other podcasts, being, you know, making sure you get your little exercise snacks, do your cars throughout the day, implement as much, even light movement, but full range of motion movement uh, throughout the day. And then as the day progresses, as you know, you come home, the sun goes down, try to create that environment in your home. If you can dim the lights, create a quieter not so brightly lit environment. So, you know, salt lamps, are, I don't know if you know what a salt no, lamp is. No, I've heard of that before. But it's, it creates a very, it's more of an orange or red light. Oh, it's much asked more about this, about orange light. I wanted to know what Yeah, that it's was. much softer light. Basically, it's just not that bright blue light that you're getting from your screen. So uh-huh. if you can create an environment that's sort of dim and then have calming music on, like just think of like calming everything down, both from a visual perspective, oh. auditory, you know, maybe taking, um, this, this doesn't necessarily speak specifically to circadian rhythms, but I think it will help mm. sleep is like a cold bath yeah. or a shower right before bed actually will help lower the core temperature so that you sleep. Of better. course. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And, sure. Or you could do, if you're like, Greg, that ain't ever going to happen. I <laughs> cold water sucks. Not going to happen. All right. So you could an hour before bed or so take a hot bath or a hot shower like really heat the body up and then the body's natural cooling ability will you know when your body starts overheating it It starts to like find a way to cool itself down so that's a good way to get that sort of rebound effect so that when you get into bed your body's temperature is actually dropping it's interesting in the winter time too there are we have fewer hours of daylight so it's that everything just that much more important to get out that first thing in the morning to set our inner clocks that, properly sure. because we're gonna you know the sun's gonna go down by like 4 p.m or or whatever depending on you know what part of the world yeah. that you live in and uh you know and then at that point that's where you start dimming the lights and just winding down your yourself and your entire environment yeah. so that you can then sleep properly and um, maybe even more important sleep it in the winter you know we're all a little bit more tired right it's a little yeah right overall yeah. like there's just a little but, energy you feel that spring come on and all of a sudden we're like, but I'm wondering then, just because we're uh, we're sleeping more and resting more, that doesn't mean that we have to be more depressed, right? Because there no. is that seasonal affective disorder that affects so many people. And a lot of people that get depressed because they're not getting as much sunlight. So that means that we may have to work a little bit harder to get the light that we need. Yeah. And, you know, and just observe, you know, be in tune with those circadian rhythms of ourselves and the environment around us. So get outside as much as possible. That's what we're saying here. And it's tough in the winter, like, but find a way to get out there and get some movement outside, get that, you know, natural sunlight on you. And it's, it's a lot tougher in the winter, which is probably why, you know, seasonal affective disorder is such a real thing. It's it's hard to get. What about that sunlight? And, and t- again, more sleep hacks. What about other pillows, sheets that are that you recommend, or uh, sleep positions? Is it better to sleep on your back or on your side or on your Oof. stomach? Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, with the with the sheets, there is. Um, I know that in Sleep Smarter, Sean Stevenson has some sheets he recommends that are like bamboo. Mm. Basically, it just stays cooler. Like the sheets stay cooler. So any sheets that allow your body to stay cooler that promote cooling. um, What was that? uh, We were talking earlier about chili technology. Oh, yeah. There's like a chili pad, chill pad or chili pad. We'll put that in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Basically, it's some sort of sheet or pad that you put under your sheets that cools the body. It's like, so you, you have like a natural and you don't need to worry about air conditioning in the <laughs> summer so much because your sheets actually stay nice and cool. So it has a cooling effect. Don't you love that when the sheets are nice uh, and cold and the blanket is, yeah, I love yeah, that. The other side of the pillow. I mean, how many times you wake up, you're like, oh, maybe if I flip my right, pillow over. Absolutely. Yeah. Your body knows what it needs. Pillow. Yeah. Body knows what it needs. With the pillows, you want something that allows your body to be, I would say, and I'm not an expert on this, but 
aligned so you're not like cranking your neck back. Yeah. I would say sleeping on our sides for most people is probably the best way because sleeping on your back, it's not horrible, but you know, sleep apnea is a very real thing. And if you are a little overweight um, or have sleep apnea issues, sleeping on your back, mm. the throat kind of closed on itself and you're more likely to snore on your back. That may be why so, some people wake up in the middle of the night too is because they have undiagnosed sleep apnea. Oh, absolutely. And snoring is a big issue. Sleeping on your side will help with that. Okay. Um, oh, here's a bizarre hack that I use. A little, <laughs> I was wondering a if little you could transparency. Bring this up. <laughs> um, nose breathing is a way to stay calm. Breathing in and out through your nose supports parasympathetic calming the nervous system. I've noticed that you, most of the trainers at the end of a workout will yeah. resort to this just to calm things afterwards. A lot and times. nose breathing, like in and out through the nose, mm -hmm. from my understanding, is more beneficial than in through the nose, out through the mouth, which we've taught for many years. Right. And there are plenty of trainers that are still teaching that. The, the mouth wasn't designed to breathe. <laughs> the mouth was designed to do other things. Eat, talk, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> but breathing is not one of them unless you're completely congested and can't breathe sure. out through your nose. Good but breathing in through your nose, breathing out through your nose has a calming effect. It increases nitric oxide in, in your body, which helps oxygen get to the muscles and the brain more effectively and it also has um it kills bugs that are coming in so it has sort of like not like living like we were talking about like you know the bugs that get you sick like ah, gotcha. so it has a, it's a antibacterial antimicrobial effect gotcha so you have that like but that happens from nose breathing not mouth breathing at night if you're breathing in and out through your mouth breathing in and out through your mouth stimulates sympathetic nervous system, which increases things like cortisol and upregulates more of an alert state. So, oh, wow. and many of us breathe in and out through our mouth without knowing it at night. So what I have, thanks to the book, The Oxygen Advantage, which I highly recommend. Who's that by? I, I would have to look that up. We okay. can put that in the show notes. No but I learned like talking about aha moments, brilliant. But he recommended taping your mouth shut at night, taping your mouth. So you put like, I put, like sort of like athletic tape, athletic tape. Duct tape. <laughs> over your mouth and it will, well, it forces you breathing out through your nose. Wow. Helps me fall asleep. Now, at first it was really weird. I was like, oh, this is freaky. <laughs> of but that's weird. Yeah. But now my body's like, oh, tape's on, time to fall asleep. Wow. And I can feel the calming effect of breathing it out through my mouth, my nose. Wow. So seems kind of outrageous, you know. <laughs> If, if anybody saw it, like, they would think that, you know, you were being taken hostage. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little kinky or weird, but uh, it, it is, it's been very helpful to me. And I actually, I also have some... But this is what's what's so great. I mean, that's going to sound weird, I'm sure, to some some people. But you know, what's exciting to me about it is the fact that you're always researching, Greg. You're yeah. always looking to find you know better, deeper health. And yeah, and, and even you, you know, recognize and acknowledge that okay, this is strange, but let me try it. Yeah. Let me see because it's so individual for each of us. Yeah, and I'm so much more interested in um, being healthy and like living the best life I possibly can sure. than worrying about if something looks weird or seems weird to other people. Who cares what other people think? This is the thing that you, you know? said to me, you know, we maybe we can be the weird people who move more. Everybody yeah. else is looking for a good seat when we talked about mobility. We're going to be the people who stand. We're going to yeah. be the people who fidget. We're going to be the people who uh, do push-ups and pull-ups and swing a kettlebell. And, you know, we're, we're going to be those weird people who look better and feel better and act better and do better. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's great. Make the world a better place. I know the other day I was on the subway on the train coming home and I have my little yoga tuna ball and I'm standing up against ah, the door and I'm perfect. doing soft tissue or I mean like I have all this time you can spend it you know playing a game on your phone which I do sometimes or yeah sure. you can start working on the areas that you're like oh I never have time to do this no we have time we're just not you know prioritizing our time very well hmm. we have techniques but we're not using them because they're not our norm but the normal is killing people like the norm is destroying people's health so we yeah. got to wake up to the fact that we really need to look at things more from an ancestral point of view and say what are we not doing right now that our ancestors did like what i mean and i'm not saying that we need to go back to hunter gatherer times i'm sure the people in the caves were not sleeping with tape over there no, <laughs> but but we need to find a way to start 
filling in the gaps, the areas that are actually taking away from our health, the lack of movement, the, the disconnection with circadian rhythms that, you know, artificial light, television. And I love watching a movie sure, and stuff, but sure. you know what? Don't do it every day. Pick a day, pick two days, whatever. And oh, another big one is going to sleep and waking up within 30 minutes, the same time every day. So don't so have special days at all. This, you know, on weekends, I go to bed five hours later than I do during the week. Oh, that's the more consistent you can be with your sleep schedule, the better your sleep is gonna be. So you're, if you're off by a half hour, up or down, here and there, and occasionally, obviously, we're we're going to be off because you know a situation is going to arise. You're going to hook up with some friends you haven't seen in right. forever, and you're going to stay up till three o'clock. Great, but guess what? You're going to pay the price. So just mm -hmm. realize that and find a way to get back on schedule as quickly as possible. Can you um, talk a little bit about um, sort of speaking to that? Uh, what about naps? Can, can that be a sleep hack? And should we be taking naps? And how long should they be? Is there a particular time of day? Or is that very individual? What, what would you say? Um, I would say naps are natural. God, if you can get a nap in, I think every business should have a room special. They do it in Europe, don't they? You know, just, yeah, like if you look at blue zones, um, and blue zones are those areas of the world where people just live healthier it's so and longer. funny that it's called that blue zone. So within these areas, they're just, you know, they, they eat better. They are more connected from a community perspective, like more social, healthy social connections. Um, and there's, and the data, but they also nap. And they're seeing the results of that in yeah. these particular, in these blue zones. Yeah. I mean, again, that's another podcast in and of itself. Like I sure. think it'd be fascinating to talk about that. I, what parts of the world where people are living deeper, yeah, healthier lives. Doing. Yeah. That yeah. would be fascinating. We should do um, that. So the nap is a natural, like we're naturally biphasic sleepers. So it looks like from research that, you know, our ancestors would sleep for a long period at night. Right. And then sometime in the mid afternoon, late afternoon would take some sort of a nap. So, and naps are huge. And they, you know, you can increase creativity, productivity, just feel better. You can feel like a and it doesn't be more than 20 minutes. Okay. You know, um, that could be a meditation also you could just lie down and take a or you know go sit somewhere quietly and do a little breathing and meditation calm the mind but i think a nap would be even more beneficial yeah and i i used to take naps all the time when i when i first got into the fitness business i would teach in the morning mm -hmm. train a client or two then come home in the middle of the afternoon take a nap and then go back out and i would train another client and teach another class or two and you know that's 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 where it's at and i Sadly, I don't get to take naps that often <laughs> anymore, but I, I, I highly recommend it. If you have a lifestyle where you can pull that off, do it. Cause the, the more sleep you get, the better. I mean, we need, you know, generally speaking between seven and 10 hours of sleep, depending on the individual. Mm -hmm. And the, the amount of time is not the most important thing. It's like everything else. Quality is probably the most important thing, but you need a certain amount of time yeah. to get that quality because your body goes through, I think, four to six sleep cycles, each around 75 to 120 minutes. And the cycles include like REM sleep and then non-REM sleep, which is like the sleep where you're not dreaming. Yeah, yeah. Um, where some of the deep, like that's where a lot of the deep restorative stuff happens. Like I, I need to do more studying on, you know, but that's where... You know, if you're not getting that deep sleep, our bodies aren't recovering as well. Our, you know, hormonal balance gets a little out of whack and you need a certain amount of cycles. Now, if you only get, you know, if you get like three cycles at night because you didn't get quality sleep or you didn't get enough hours in, yeah. you could make up for it in a nap. So you can bank yeah. hours of sleep throughout. with a nap. Yeah. Okay. I think you're better off just getting solid sleep. Like the best case scenario, you go to bed, you sleep for, you know, until your body naturally wakes up. Right. And you don't wake up five times during the night. Mm. And that, you know, speaks also to not drinking too much any sort of liquid right before bed because then you have to get up and go to the bathroom. Right. Um, or the different, caffeine or the alcohol. Yeah. Like, that, that has. So we don't want to be waking up a lot at night. 
Um, so is there a, but is that natural for us to wake up in the middle of the night? Because it happens for a while. It's lot normal of now, but it's not like ideally we would sleep pretty solid. much steadily oh, and oh, solidly throughout. Ideally. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you're, if you're doing pretty well, if you do wake up, you go back to sleep and you just fall back to sleep. If you don't fall right back to sleep, you know, there are many different approaches. I would go first to like breathing exercises, start doing like that four, seven, eight breathing or box breathing, which is four counts in, mm -hmm. hold for four, exhale for four, hold the exhale out for four, and just repeat that until you fall asleep. Mm -hmm. um, and and I've never done this, but the advice is like, if, you, if it takes more than 10 or 15 or 20 minutes to fall back asleep, yeah. maybe get up, get out of your room, go somewhere where it's dimly lit and maybe pick up a book, a really boring book and do some reading. Not something that's stimulating. Okay, yes, yeah, so yes. Something that's what like- What sort of activity you're choosing. Or maybe do some meditation. That's, Fatima's done that. My wife's done that um, for years now. Like if she wakes up and she can't, she's had some major sleep issues. Really? Um, there's some sleep meditations, you know, just do a little Google search for sleep meditations. And of course, in that case, then you have to have your phone in the room. Yeah. So it, it opens up, yeah. or you can just leave the room, go meditate for 20 minutes or a half hour, that should have a calming effect on your body and then maybe go back to sleep. You'll start to feel like the sleep pressure build again and you go back to sleep. Um, another way to do it is just stay up <laughs> and yeah. deal with the fatigue and then the next night, hopefully you have a better night's sleep. But oh. that one's scary to me. I, I, I've never done that. Okay. I mean, yeah, you got to kind of explore it. And I, I really feel for those of you out there that are having issues. Hmm. But, oh, with the sleep remedy, what I do, what we've done in the past, that supplement we spoke about earlier, um, what you could do is if your issue is you fall asleep fine, but you wake up and then you have trouble falling back to sleep, mix up some of that sleep remedy, oh. have it right next to your bed. When you wake up, drink it, and that'll help you get back to sleep fast. What about using essential oils? I know uh, your wife Fatima um, does some work in that area. I don't know if, if it's, uh, it may not be your area of expertise, um, but are essential oils a good way to either help us go to sleep or get back to yeah. sleep when you wake up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because they have a calming a calming effect on the on the nervous system. And what are essential oils exactly? I mean, is, is that just like having a, like an infuser? They're, you know what? That's a good question. I'm not, I'm really not an expert on essential okay. Okay. oils, but uh, we'll <laughs> talk to Fatima. We'll, we'll do a post on that at some point. No um, yeah. Fatima is becoming an expert on that. And they're, they're high quality oils with a scent, with a very, you know, there's, you know, there's peppermint that has sort of a, an enlivening effect. There's, I think lavender perhaps, which calms the nervous system down. Like, so each one has a different effect and there's different points that you can rub them on to have different effects on the body. And Got it. Fatima has like a little, Fatima and Sole both have a little ritual where they actually go through a process every night with their essential oils. And wow. So it has a very nice calming, it's, it's a ritual and a calming ritual at that. So it, it helps them sleep better. Well, this is great. I, I think we've we've covered a lot. Is there what else? Uh, what else is there that uh, that we we haven't touched on that you'd like to uh, say more about? Good God, I feel like we've covered a lot. And, yeah, um, <laughs> I'm really like you know what? There might be one more thing. If this podcast has bored the hell out of you, just put this on <laughs> as you're going to bed. This was a real we'll sleep. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> I did. I was waiting for like this entire podcast to use that joke. <laughs> Thank you. We brought it in. Um, one more thing that was interesting is when you go into REM sleep, so rapid eye movement, when you're having your dreams, your body actually goes into sort of a paralyzed state. So your muscles no longer are active. So you, you cannot move while you're dreaming, which is a protective device so that you don't act your dream out. Huh. So if you're running, you don't get up and go running into a wall or something. There's just something off the top of my head that I was thinking about. A lot of people, myself included, keep a glass of water by the bed. I used to do that too. But, but no more? I wouldn't do it. Why? Well, because you'll know, drink and then you'll, you'll drink have to get, and then up, and you have to get up and go to the bathroom. Gotcha. <laughs> just stay hydrated during the day. And, ah, of you course, know, of yeah. Course, yeah. Well, listen, Greg, I, this has been, and I, I was like sort of like hopping up and down and <laughs> going from one foot to the next as we were talking about this. And before we started talking, I really loved this topic and I'm looking forward to trying out some of these things. And I hope others, uh, you know, that those of you who are listening, 
I hope that we um, answered a lot of your questions. Use this podcast, you know, as sort of a motivator to go out and learn more about sleep for yourself. And I think one of the best places to start is either with Sean Stevenson's podcast. Mm, what's Actually, that? his book is a better place to start, which is called Sleep Smarter. Again, we'll have that in the show notes. Great. Um, another great book that I just bought recently, actually someone gifted me um, one of the lovely ladies in my class gave me the why we sleep she gave this to me because all i do is talk about sleep <laughs> um, and get into the research get into finding new ways to help you sleep better because mm. it'll change your life in almost magical ways like if you really get your sleep in take it seriously don't just go oh yeah that's really interesting or oh, whatever do it yeah it, it is it's the best supplement on the market for better fitness like we said in the beginning like it'll help you you'll look better you'll feel better you'll perform physically at higher levels you know whatever it is that you want to get good at in life you get better at it while you're asleep amazing. that's where the process happens amazing thanks yeah. so much i'm so glad we, we, we as we spent this afternoon talking about this it's just been I, I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I think I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody else is too. Um, well, yeah, definitely. And also, guys, please write into us. Um, you know, we're here for you in order to help both you, the listeners, and ourselves find a better state of health and well-being. Let us hear from you. Tell us about your successes and challenges. Leave a comment. Share this podcast on social media. Ask any questions you'd like addressed. Uh, by writing to us at Greg Cook, that's G-R-E-G-G-C-O-O-K at DeepHealthEvolution.com or find us on Instagram at www.instagram.com forward slash DeepHealthEvolution. And if you like what you hear, please take the time and write us a review. And don't forget yeah. to visit us on the website at www.deephealthevolution.com. By the way, if you want um, any of the, the supplements and, oh, we have the blue block glasses. We didn't even, did we mention the blue block glasses? I don't think blue we Blue block glasses, if, instead of getting, uh, we use those, um, those are glasses that block blue light. Like, so, sort of like the apps, uh, yeah. Iris and Flux that you mentioned, but these are actual glasses you yeah. can put on. And we put those on at night once the sun goes down, throw those suckers on and um, that that's helps great. start the uh, body to downregulate and get ready to sleep. But that stuff's on the website. And um, yeah, just we, we definitely want to know if this is helping you because <laughs> otherwise we'll wrap this sucker up. <laughs> Say goodnight. Well, thank you all. And um, we'll look forward to chatting with you next time. Yeah, always a pleasure.